0: I'm working on a major win for everybody here, something I'm going to be presenting in um, Toronto. And um, it's going to be uh, an entire model that I'm going to be coining Rock Solid Marketing. And it's um, essentially a process for creating absolute, utter confidence in the marketplace that you are the right person for them. And it's going to be a four-part training It's going to be uh, very detailed on a level that we've never taught before. And rock-solid marketing is to help increase the certainty, the conviction, and the confidence in people who follow you that you are absolutely the number one undeniable choice for them. And I've been working on the very first training, and uh, this is going to be like the foundation to even how we create our content and how we do things moving forward because I have found like the marketplace – is changing like so quickly. This is election year, so it might even change more. But the reality is is that inflation is up. People aren't making the same amount of money uh, that they did during COVID, if, if you will, because they were keeping more. They weren't going to restaurants. They weren't going on fancy trips. People are a lot more scared, skeptical, and savvy. Write that down. People are scared, skeptical, and savvy. So people aren't Drop in money as quickly as they did on high ticket coaching. And um, I've really been trying to think about how we need to show up. And one of the things is the preparatory phase. So before we dump, jump into your questions here today, I want to just kind of rift on some of my uh, some of my notes here and just let you guys absorb and start to think about where your marketing's not landing and like, how did I produce seven different seven figure fitness businesses? You know, how was I able to do that? I'm trying to think of like, what did I really do well? And it really came down to this preparatory phase, plus a couple other things that I'm going to share. But like, this is the thing I want to share with you guys today. And it's the phase that everybody skips. All right. I'm not going to name any names, but 95% of coaches skip this step because they think they know it. And this is the work that you have to do. We're putting together a survey that we're going to be sharing with all of you, all of our top clients. And it's something that uh, it's very easy to get lazy with because we think we know who we're marketing to. And if you think you know who you're marketing to, you're going to get crushed because who you're marketing to changes so rapidly. Like The people you're marketing today have a different thought process than they did one to two years ago. So if you're not in tune with who you're marketing to, you're going to have all your stuff fall in deaf ears. So this is the cold hard truth. Uh, This is why people are struggling more than ever. Uh, A lot of people think, "Oh, I have a lead problem," and you do have a lead problem. But when we dig in, we see the source of the lead problem is that you don't understand two things. All right. Number one, write this in the chat: you don't understand your market. Number two, you don't understand your expertise. These two problems influence your content more than anything. And I want to riff on both of these. So the first one, you don't understand your market because you're not selling them what they actually want. The actual problem your market thinks they have And when you understand the actual problem your market thinks they have, and you can focus on the thing that they think is the problem, that's when you're going to start to create an intersection, a a connection. So I'll give you an example. It's You're all fitness coaches, and we all saw energy and sustainability and long-term health, but really all they want is the six-pack for the beach. They want the bikini for the Bahamas trip. So what is the actual problem the market thinks they have versus what you think they have? So that's the very first thing when we're starting to build rock solid marketing is we need to be in tune with that. All right. Number two is what's urgent to them. What is urgent right now? What do they care about right now? If you want to Have rock solid marketing. What is pressing on their mind right now, so that when you post something like, "How the heck did you know?" I was thinking about that this morning. Number three is what's relevant. What is relevant to them? So not what's relevant to you, but what is relevant to them. And this is where I think fitness coaches, we we sometimes we get um, two in our heads. Around what we think is relevant. And we might think what's relevant, um, you know, for me, this is something I've personally struggled with. I'll just be vulnerable here is what I feel is relevant is everybody here having a lot more, um, you know, stability in their personal life. But really, all you want is an extra three to 5K a month. (laughs) All you really want is an extra, you want to hit 10 to 20K a month. So I can get. Like, what's relevant to me is like, I want everybody here to figure out their inner child and to deal with the inner, the the trauma in their life so that they can show up authentically. And I struggle because I'm in a different place in my life. So, what's relevant to me might not be relevant to you. And if I'm not in tune with what's relevant to you, which is, I just want to hit my first 10K month, Vince, like, I could care less about your situation. I just want to get to my first 20K month. I'm going to lose people. So when we're learning, there's a tendency and uh, this is the best word I have is you can outgrow your audience. Where you want to go learn about like all this fancy stuff and you're growing so quickly and I want to teach you all this stuff that I spent a fortune on about uh, you know trauma but like it's just it's just not necessary right now. And this is the discipline we need to have as marketers in our content to stay focused, right? You don't see the big brains teaching outside of their expertise and what's relevant to what people want. Is this landing? The next thing is what is most desired? So what's most desired really requires a whole level of discipline, which I want you to write in the chat is silence your expert. Silence your expert. This requires you to take off your expert hat and focus on what they say, not what you know. Okay. Focus on what they are saying is their problems, right? They're talking about my belly is bloated, right? But you want to talk about like all the intricacies of like, you know, gut health and all this like detailed stuff that's really cool, but they just want to know how to uh, get rid of the excess water weight from uh, blowing their diet on the weekend. So what happens is your expert keeps showing up and we all know this. I've never, this isn't the first time I've taught you guys this. But your expert hat just keeps interfering with the ability to make money. This is why science people hate marketers because marketers are so good at silencing their their expert and can just actually show up and talk to people in a way people get, right? You guys seen this online, all the science guys, they get freaked out with all these people that don't know what they're talking about. They're making all this money. Well, the science guys get in their own way because they're so far ahead. They're so disconnected from who the market is that they're speaking to? Is this resonating? So when we start to get good at this, we can start to describe their problems. People start to say in their mind, holy crap, that's exactly what I was thinking this morning. And what we want to start to do is we want to start to look at all of the different layers of things that you do. All right, When you start to look at like all the layers of things that we do, We have to start to think about like, what do I do absolutely better than anyone else? So if you look at the seven-figure mastermind, and again, I'll just kind of share, you know, a lot of, you know, I'm a business as well. So we have these same struggles that I'm teaching you guys. Seven-figure mastermind, like we teach like 18 million different things, right? Everyone's like, what's what do I learn in seven-figure mastermind? You know, how seven-figure mastermind different than six-figure coach? And we've actually struggled conveying what it is that we specifically do? Like, how is this different than Six Figure Coach? How is this different than other programs in the marketplace? Because we help you grow your audience. We help you with conversations. We help you close like a boss. We help you with your onboarding. We help you uh, become a public figure. We Like, we help you with like 18 million different things. Like, how do I put that out on social media? People don't get it. So even though we help you with 18 million different things, We have to get clear on what we lead with. Is this, guys, this is like what I'm about to share. It should start to like big aha moments should start to be happening. So, you know, what we've realized is that what we are starting to do best in 7FM is helping our students incorporate rinse and repeat marketing campaigns. All right. So we have specific campaigns that generate leads, right? We help with all those things I just listed. But the thing that people want most is the leads. People want leads. This is what the Toronto event is built around. You guys want leads, okay? Now, can I help you with more than just leads? Absolutely. But what you're saying is leads, 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 leads. So our solution, are rinse and repeat marketing campaigns, teaching you guys how to run the scholarship promo and execute it, rinse and repeat style, how to run a masterclass, rinse and repeat style, how to run a three-day challenge, a five-day challenge, how to run a renewal promotion, how to run flash sale. Like These are rinse and repeat campaigns. And then once the market understands, oh, this is what they do best, then when you come in the program, you learn about all this other stuff that we can help you do too. But your business has to be set up in a way that this is what I do best. Now, if you look at my muscle building business, notice like I didn't place a big emphasis on nutrition. Is nutrition necessary to transform your body? Yes, but go look at the ratio of workouts to nutrition videos on my YouTube channel. And what you'll see is a domination of muscle building workouts. Why? Because that is how I did. I wanted to distinguish myself. I wanted to help people work smarter. So I doubled down being the guy that is going to give you the best possible workout to build muscle. And it was workouts, 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 workouts. That was my differentiator. All right. That would have been my equivalent of my rinse and repeat marketing campaigns. Is this starting to land? So do you see how like when you're trying to come into the marketplace, you guys are talking about mindset crap. You're talking about nutrition and train. There's just what people don't know. Like, what is this person's expertise? The take home here is we cannot go to the market for everything. (laughs) All right. So you have to decide where am I entering the market? Right? If I start positioning myself as, hey, we help you get a setter, Hey, we're gonna help you with uh, um, you know with your sales. We're gonna help you with this, We're gonna help you with that. Like we have to like zone in everybody's focus on the thing that you are the expert on. So we're gonna put out a survey to you guys just to show like how we are gonna do this with you because I need to stay in touch with the market to message match. And the market to message match is always knowing what people need right now. All right. So we're going to be um, doing a survey with you. And we all ask you that you take a whopping uh, two to three minutes to fill it out. And then what we're going to have you do is model this survey and do it as well. And this process never, ever stops. Write this in the chat. Never stops. Never stops. We're always doing market research. Whenever your business starts to slow up, it's because you've stopped doing market research. And I get it. This is the most boring stuff, but it's the stuff that gives marketers an unfair advantage and rock-solid marketing. Rock-solid marketing that doesn't get pushed around. And what happens, what you're doing is you go and copy people because I get it. We're busy. We're lazy. We just think, oh, this is what my competitor is doing. And we never do this step for ourselves, okay? So we like, oh, this is working for so-and-so. I'll just model what they're doing. That is not knowing. That is copying. So what we've learned is that our competitors don't teach rinse and repeat marketing campaigns, right? It's typically, most fitness business coaches are teaching content, DM, book a call, close, which is what worked really well in 2001, 2022, you know, i been in 2023 and we've seen a real massive diminishing amount of returns on that strategy because people are just looking for coaches. So you're kind of like an order taker. You weren't actually a marketer. You actually have to become a marketer now. So before we start cranking out content that connects, we've got to be clear on our messaging. We have to, let me summarize. We have to identify the problems your market thinks that they have. All right. This requires silencing the expert. We have to diagnose the real problem with authority, all right? So when you looked at my muscle building content, it was always around workouts and me learning from workout guides. That's an example. We have to be able to describe the feelings they are experiencing. And this is where a lot of us miss the mark in what we say. We don't know how to convey how they feel, all right? I can communicate clearly how you feel because I hear it from our um, from our sales rep, and he shares with me like what people are feeling. I see it in the comments board. I hear it from my students. I I know what it feels like to be busting your butt. You're working day in and day out. You're hustling. You're putting up content. You're uh, posting every single day. You're doing your lives. You're doing your stories. And you're just not seeing a return on your effort. And it's really frustrating. And you're starting to feel burned out. You're starting to feel discouraged. You're starting to question if you know there's even a future here. I understand how you feel. When I start to explain this, people are like, crap, who freaking knows exactly what it's like to build an online fitness business. And when you don't communicate the feelings that they're experiencing, they don't understand that you can help them. All right, because there's no connection. We have to spend more time offering your solution. You have to tell people that this is what we do, and you have to compare it to others. So if you look at my muscle building stuff, how did I distinguish my workouts from everybody else? The way I did it was I talked about a concept called muscle fiber type training, where when you join other people's fitness programs, they're going to prescribe you a general number of sets and reps that are not customized to how your body prefers how to train. Well, when you we work with us, we're going to have you do a jump test to get an idea of whether you're slow twitch, mixed fiber type, or fast twitch. So when you buy our coaching programs, our muscle building workouts, there's not just a one size fits all program for everybody. There's actually three different programs for slow twitch, mixed fiber type, and fast twitch. This was my marketing. So you can imagine when somebody's watching my YouTube content and they're like, yeah, I resonate with this. I don't respond to heavy weight. I respond to higher reps. And they see like Vince has got a protocol for guys who actually respond better to higher reps. That's how I crushed the competition because my sol- I was comparing my solution to the other solutions on the marketplace. So you have to let people know that Hey, right now you're looking for a nutrition approach to losing fat. Well, listen, the way we do it here is we have these weekly strategic cheat meals. And these weekly strategic cheat meals, the reason they work is because, and then you explain it, and this is how they make you feel. But when you go into these other programs, they don't have weekly strategic cheat meals. This is why you're failing. Because you don't have something to look forward to each week. It doesn't spike your metabolism. And you're on this restrictive diet that isn't realistic. So you have to explain how your offer is different and how it's the long-term, permanent solution. And then the easy one here, we all know, social proof that your solution works. We just got to shove the social proof down their throats. So, again, you're probably wondering, how the heck do I get all this intel? All right. I will support you guys in, in more of this the very first step is the is the survey all right the first thing is to put this out to your top clients and ideally what we want to do is like we want to send this to the people you want to work with more of so you know you wouldn't want to send this to all the people who are delinquent or the people that are you know not doing the work like you want to actually look at like who are my top students so you guys you guys are on here every freaking week and then I recognize everybody here. You guys are the type of people I want to coach. So I'm not going to say, hey, send the survey to all the people that complained about the coaching. Those are not the people we want to work with. We want to work with the people who are seer, who come to the events, who are renewing every year, who are coming to uh, into VIP one. Those are the people I want to get feedback from. So when we send out this survey, you want to make sure it's, it's um, segmented to only the people that have ideally given you the most money and that you've had the greatest impact on and that you really enjoy working with. So I'm going to pause there. I've got probably just like a quarter of what I wanted to share around just prep market research. Um, I am going to be going into a full-blown four-part series on this. I'm probably going to be teaching it all in Toronto and this is going to be like the foundation of all of us going to the next level. All right? Because you're all wondering like what do I put in my master classes? What do I put in my 5-day challenges? What do I put in my stores? How do I create my reels around until you have this step? You're just going to be guessing. And if there's a form of like frustration, like my content's just not landing, it's, it's okay. It's just because we haven't gone deep enough to really understand this stuff. So this is what our coaches are going to be supporting you on as well. And I just wanted to put this all down here to start you moving in this foundation of like, where are we right now? And what do we need to focus on before we start posting six times a day and on all the different platforms it's a lot of effort but if it's not directed without this piece you're gonna burn out like you really will i mean it's it's exhausting um having to do the amount of content you have to do these days to stay top of mind and if you're not even like creating the right kind of content without this all these frameworks as just sharing you will just you'll figure out there's something wrong with this program i'm going to go somewhere else you'll learn all the same tactics but Programs don't emphasize this stuff enough, and um, if you don't have this this differentiation piece, it's it's an uphill battle constantly wherever you go. Okay, so hey, uh, let's take some questions. It can be from what we just discussed, and I'm just going to go with um, whoever has their camera on and a hand raised, and let's work the room here. All right, uh, Aaron, then Tiana.
1: Um, I have a question because I am getting ready for my to launch my bikini photo shoot when I have 10 people coming. Three people are coming out of state, taking a plane. It's like awesome, I'm so excited. So I have a, a photographer who's coming and she's flying in too. She's $4,000. Um, photo- the videographer is gonna be like 5,000 because he's gonna like do a marketing video for me. He's gonna have every single client do a reel for me. Um, so this is going to be an over $10,000 day and I just want to make sure like, I'm not going too crazy with the money. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it my mindset or is it like, cause I have to spend over 10,000 just to make this happen. And I'm getting a little nervous cause I, I want to buy them food. I want to make sure it's a nice day for them. I want to make it an amazing experience. I just want like overspending. Well,
0: Do what you know are you think? trying?
1: So, well, I, it just, it's, it's in their program. It's $2,500 for 12 weeks. And I'm paying for everything for them to get there.
0: Did they know about this when they signed up? Was this included?
1: Yes, yes, it's included. Yeah.
0: Have you set this money aside already?
1: I have the money. Yeah.
0: Okay, so ten thousand dollars for, and how many people are flying in?
1: Well, it's it's ten total, and about three are flying in.
0: All right. Ten total, and three are flying in. And you're, are you? Did you say you're covering their flights as well?
1: I'm not covering their flights, no. I'm covering the photographer and the videographer and the food.
0: That sounds extremely expensive. It is. Yeah, so I would first... I always shop three auctions for each person before making a decision. I mean, one, you could find a college kid in your town who'd probably do the whole thing for free. You just put it on his portfolio. i mean this
1: girl is like fantastic like the the photographer i chose is like top notch and this is how i want my girls to look they look like badasses she's just top notch so and then i'll be able to sell my before and afters because they're going to look incredible
0: yeah i feel like you're paying three times too much i think you could get that whole package for three thousand bucks or less it sounds extremely expensive i don't I completely see the value in getting professional photos. When we did our live events, I had a guy that wanted to shoot one of our events for $7,500 for three days. (laughs) He's shooting on like Christopher Nolan's camera. Like even like I found somebody did the whole thing for $1,500. So
1: yeah. Well, the video on the photography used last time he charges a thousand and he'll do it for but he's just not as good as this person.
0: Well, the question is, is, the way I help everyone make decisions around finances is one. I think you could do the whole thing in three grand for three grand. But if you're going to spend a premium on anyone, you simply answer the question: Do you see an ROI path? That's how every decision you should make. Like, if you don't see, how am I going to make my money back? Then your answer is already answered. Your question is already answered. So,
1: no, I think I'm going to definitely make my money back because of the the before and afters and the reels and the testimonials that they're going to do for me. So. I just, I'm getting a little nervous that I'm, it's too much money.
0: Well, yeah, I just, we all agree.
1: Okay. Yes. All right. Well, I just have another question. Um, so I hired a coach and, you know, my niche is ladies over 40 to make them look and build muscle, look stunning in a bikini. And the coach I hired, she'll work with anybody. So she'll do fat loss, but I don't do fat loss. So should I? I should just still stick to my niche, even though this coach will work with anybody.
0: Just reframe the question again. I might miss this. Is this someone on your team?
1: So I just hired a, a coach to work with me, and she's going to be taking clients, but she's willing to work with clients who I will not work with. Like fat, I'm not a fat loss coach, but she'll work with fat loss clients. But my niche is less than 30 pounds and building muscle. So if I allow those people to come in, am I changing my brand or do I just stick with my niche?
0: I would stick with your niche. You have to stay focused, and you have to have her coach the people that are your ideal target audience.
1: Okay, perfect. Thank you.
0: Welcome, at Tiana.
1: Hey. Okay.
2: So, super relevant today what you were talking about because I've been really like stuck here. So, the ideal client I have in my head has formed over time, and I have more clarity. Right. I'm a science person through and through. Like, I'm a trainer. I love talking like a trainer, but that got me nowhere. So I've been good with like getting better hooks and all that stuff um, and kind of dumbing it down, if you will. But the the people I find the ideal client I have in my head, they're working out kind of like a past version of me. They're working out, they're training hard, they're consistent. That's not their problem. They're just doing um, like too many boot camps and cardio. They're doing the wrong type of thing and putting the wrong effort in the wrong place. Um, And they're not seeing the results they should be. They don't look like they work out. So I have this ideal client in my head. I have their ideal problem in my head. And they are someone who's, I guess, a little bit more advanced in the sense that, like, you know, they it's not like they've never lifted weights before. But I'm getting a lot of people on the phone who are much more, like, you know, new to this. And they have more fat to lose. And, like, basically, the the problems, I guess, I have of my ideal client, like, I'm I'm getting people with different problems, if that makes sense. So I'm a little bit stuck with, like, do I stick with the client that, like, I want to work with, that I get good results for, that I relate to? Or do I listen to these, you know, do do I basically take who's coming at me for whatever reason?
0: Yeah, you got to control the narrative. So there's a disconnect between um, what you're saying and what they maybe think you can do for them. So I would build the brand around where you want to go, not who's coming into the program right now, because it's now reactionary marketing. And it's now, hey, let's just take whoever shows up at the front desk and has a credit card today. That's not a business. And it's not going to help you create a brand that lasts and that destroys competition because it's like, hey, she's the best at this. So what you need to start doing is getting super clear around what your true expertise is and making that connection between what they think their problem is and how your expertise is the thing that's going to close the gap for them.
2: Well, this is why I'm also kind of stuck. A sub thing to this is like, okay, if the people I do get that like are more advanced. I find that they're the ones more likely to be like, maybe I, mean, I don't-, don't need as much support as a coaching program. Whereas like the people who are like, oh, I really, I need everything. Like, I'm not sure where to start lifting and I, and I can help those people, but then I can help them longer. So I don't know if that's just a mental block. Like that's something to consider, right? Because I'm if I'm working with these people that are like these steps ahead. Like I'll ask them in their questionnaire. So um how long have you tried to solve this problem? And a lot of them be like, I don't even have a problem, to be honest. I just want to like, you know, they're not thinking like, oh, I'm gonna die unless I have six back. So I don't know if they have that same level of urgency.
0: Yeah. So those aren't your target, that's not your target audience. So, so
2: that's th- those just... beginners.
0: <laughs> the... Generally speaking, you know, if you can find the solution that appeals to the largest marketplace, you know, that's the fastest way to scaling your revenues, as long as it's aligned around like what your expertise is. But those people aren't in pain that are if someone's like, I already know what to do, like why would you market to that person? So that becomes your market. If you already know what to do, don't book a call. Don't, you know, we're here to help the people that have this problem that they think that they have and whatever it is that's what your messaging needs to continue to like amplify in
2: that's where that's what i'm thinking though because like let's say someone they do have a problem and their pro problem like andrew's asking or they want to be they're not where they want to be they don't look like they work out but like you know if someone is like has sleep apnea and then they have like a big belly roll they never wear a bathing suit like obviously they're gonna have more pain around that than like well i really wish i looked better at a bathing suit you know what i mean so,
3: Kevin, yeah. do you want to add something? Yeah. Um, Tiana, another way to think about it is if your ideal client, like people you absolutely love working with, are that mid range people who have general experience, who just want to take it to the next level, and they nice. don't necessarily see that. So they're not in enough pain, so to speak. So you can't, you're not closing them. Another way to think about it and to reframe it is your front level program, your first level program creates your ideal client into your retention program. So you get a bunch of women who aren't necessarily conditioned, who aren't necessarily, you know, love working out, but they're deconditioned. They have 20, 30 pounds to lose. They want to get in great shape. And you get them to a place where now they're your ideal client. You love working with them. You're going to take them to the next level, do some amazing photo shoots. But that first 12 weeks, that first front end program is your, hey, like Vince, I'm sure would love to work with, you know, fit pros who are all making 20-30k months who want to be in his VIP. But he has to have a six-figure coach program for people who are not making anything yet so that they can get their first 5k, 10k months and then eventually ascend to seven-figure mastermind and beyond. So another way for you to think about it is it sounds like you're attracting an audience, right, that that wants to work with you and the people you want to work with don't necessarily want your services just yet. So take the people who want to work with you and yeah. turn them into people you absolutely love and want to work with. That's how I would think about it.
2: That makes so much sense because that is my best clients. The best ones, they go to me because I'm really a straight shooter. They, I'm not like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. You're not making progress. Like, I'll be disciplined. And they see that in my marketing. And they're behind what I normally, I guess, would want to coach. But they want to get there. Like, they're like, no, I know I have, I'm here, but I want to be here. So that makes a lot of sense. Thank you.
0: All right. We're called Brooklyn, Lucas, and Charles. Brooklyn.
1: What Kevin just said literally blew my mind. So thank you so much, Kevin, for that. Um, but My question for you, Vince, is how often should we be running these like three-day, five-day challenges in a month?
0: On per month. I would have a cyclical promotional calendar. So scholarship promo, one month, three-day challenge the next month, masterclass the next month, giveaway the next month, and then repeat. Okay. Yeah, that's more taught in 7FM, Brooklyn, but... For until you're at 6K months, it's all of the lead gen strategies around stories to DM to book a call. It really is being consistent, like being so consistent that you don't get out of bed until you book one to two calls each morning. It's that level of focus and discipline every single day. It's showing up on the stories, staying top of mind through the lives, and just being prolific and just really being disciplined with your content and having conversations and booking three to five calls per week. Like that's all it is to 10 to 20 K per month. It's simply booking three to five calls per week and building the daily structure around doing that. Like there is no secrets, um, outside of that. When we start incorporating those actual lead generation events is when the audience is growing and we want to have a more, uh, strategic approach to nurturing people before making an offer. And we're finding that we need to create more and more trust. Uh, As your audience grows, there'll be people that need uh, an accelerated approach to having trust with you before they schedule a call. So these events increase the nurturing process and the trust building process. People won't buy from people in 2024 if they don't trust them. Like this is probably the most important word you really understand so it's why am i doing these events why am i spending all this time now setting up all these new things it's because you're investing into future money people might not be ready to uh, buy now when you do your promo or your event but they might be in a couple months because all this trust is compounding this is why you have to have a long-term approach to growing your business so this okay. isn't a, an this isn't an isolated event to hit your revenue for this month. It's an ongoing strategic event that continues to compound
2: trust.
1: Okay, so I have like um a 7-day like crush your cravings guide that I'm giving out, but like in order to give that for free, like you got to book a call. How do you word that?
0: Um, I would create, um, Natalia's got a great one pinned to the top of her page. Um, if you go to her page and she's giving away a free download, um, I think it's in the top left hand corner. I would model that. So it's it's one word marketing. It's creating a graphic with the download and it's driving all your traffic there for, I would do a solid two weeks. The way I would do it is um, promote it for two weeks is something free. And uh, it's, uh, I, to be honest, would just give that thing away for free. Because all you need is people raising their hands and saying that I see, I have certainty that there's value in what you're offering. So I'm going to raise my hand and ask for this. And that's one step closer to a transaction. So the whole psychology of getting people to to giving away stuff for free is for them to tell themselves that they see value in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. So, so then you could, you could give it to give them it for free. Check yeah. in after the week of the crush your cravings. And then if they did crush some, great. If they didn't, then that's when you can be like, okay, let's book a call then.
0: Yeah, just ask them, hey, what was your intent for uh, grabbing this free gift? Okay. Hey, what are you hoping to achieve with this free gift? Um, anything else you're working on these days? Maybe I have something else I can send you as well. The whole purpose of getting people to raise their hand is to start conversations. Like when people come to our live event in Toronto who are non- Seven FM clients like we don't stand at the front door and say, "Hey, we got an offer. You, you want to want to come the back and we can sign up there." No, they're going to come and consume. Write this in the chat: consumption before conversion. People don't convert until they consume. So when you send it to them, it's not like, "Hey, do you want to book a call?" It's like, well, "Bro, I just got to the event. I'm just gonna, can I can I take in some intel first? Can I get some value first? So it's. Hey, thanks for checking it out. Um you know, anything in particular we're working on that I can point you to in the in the PDF? Oh, that's on page 7. You know, definitely check out page 7. So people need to consume before they convert. And this is like more than ever. More than the last couple of years.
2: Right, that's you. why a
0: lot of people have gone out of business in the last, you know, year or two because they can't they're relying on the old marketplace of being reactive to like their pain and not needing any nurturing or trust before pain. And we're like, oh, wow, this is easy. I'm just going to keep doing this. Well, it doesn't work like that. Lucas, then Charles. Yeah, my question was just um, around the 14 day challenge was mentioned. And I've been working on putting that together and pretty much finish. Um
4: just want to know regarding booking calls for that. Like, how are you Sort of positing that, you know, uh, to get people enticed that, you know, because it's free.
0: It's kind of like when you walk into the gym and they're like, hey, it's a seven day free pass. But they immediately want to pull you over to the desk to talk about signing up. So how do you I, make sure? Your- I'd call the next phase a uh, game plan call. Hey, listen, uh, biggest question people get at the end of this challenge is what's next. So what we're going to do is schedule a next phase game plan call, and we're going to map out your action steps so that you don't lose the gains that you've made in the 14 days. It's free. It's 15 minutes. I need you to apply to schedule time with me, uh, ask some questions, and make sure it's a good fit. And uh, this will set you up. So we call it a next phase game plan call. Everyone wants to know the next phase. What's next? Am I, do, question.
3: am I trying to do that before it starts or like during the two weeks
0: at, at, at the end so when you're when you're done what I like to do is it's a it's a very you know kind of it's called the transition so you know you've wrapped up the challenge and what we do is we like to ask people this is kind of the transition to the close and to the offer it's hey um What's been your biggest highlight so far? So we're getting them again to like affirm that there's been value. What's been your biggest highlight? Let's get some wins from people who crushed this 14 days. Awesome. Then you get them to load up the chat with those. And then you say, all right, how many of you guys saw the value of having a plan written out for you and being guided step by step? Raise your hand. All right. If you're just here for the free 14 day challenge, epic. I'm so grateful that I was able to serve you. But if uh, you're content and not looking for any further gains um what i have for you next is not for you what i have for everyone next is a next phase a free next phase game plan call where we're going to jump on the call and we're going to discuss with you what you're still struggling with where you want to go and um we're going to put together a little roadmap on how to get there i'm offering this to the first uh you know 10 people that respond from the specific challenge because you've shown to me that you're an action taker and i love working with action takers and then you drop the link for them to schedule that's the whole messaging we want to try to do a group call? I'd get everybody on, absolutely. Because you want it to be like celebratory. You celebrate the wins. And and then you kind of have the story, hey, through the 14 days, a lot of you guys were reaching out to me. Hey man, what's next? How does this work? What if I want to keep working with you? Is it cool if uh, I answer those questions now? And then you go into what I was just saying. Okay. You get permission to talk about what's next.
3: Sure.
5: This, if I may ask a question, are you saying that we do a group call? It's almost like a like an off-boarding call for the people that are not interested and an invitation to book a one-on-one call with the people that are, but you're doing it in a group setting?
0: I would definitely do it in a group setting, but I would also be messaging everybody privately because if you did a 14-day challenge and you got a bunch of people who completed something together, you want to get them all in together and you want to get them talking about it. And I would definitely create uh, a room for them to to share how they crushed it because when you drop that link and all the other people start seeing, Holy crap, everybody's going to continue on. Like that's social pressure for them to all jump on the train.
5: That's brilliant. Thank
4: you. Yeah. All right, Charles. Hey, Vance. So yeah, I got some feedback from another student in uh, six fifty year that is, is doing well um that i'm trying too hard in my content and i agreed with them and i i think that um i'm coming across i don't know I, i'm i'm an intense guy you know so so there's that but um i think i've had some mindset issues because i'm i'm in the room with you know other coaches that are you know for for context you know i'm just getting started you know this was uh this is a brand new venture for me that i i wasn't even you know thinking about doing uh five five six months ago right and so i'm trying not to compare myself and and know that i'm on my own path and my own journey but um i guess how do i not come across as like desperate in my content um or you know give off that vibe that i'm like i'm trying like so hard because so much of my energy is like directed into um Putting in um, a lot of effort into my into my content, right, and and even that, like showing up consistently, it's it's tough, and it just feels like there's all there's there, there's all these things to do, right, and um, sometimes it feels like it's not enough. So, I guess what would you what would you say to that mindset mindset wise?
0: Can I ask you a question? I have a few questions yeah. just before I answer. It. Do you feel like you're coming across as desperate? And give me an example of what what you mean by coming across as desperate. Or has this just been projected from something my... you heard?
4: No, I don't. I think that I can be very like wordy with with like let's say I do a video or a reel and um and I'll and I'll break up the lines. But I I think maybe with my personality I can come across as like like too much or that I have that intensity. Um, but maybe there's there is like a part of me that just like, man, I just I like you were saying earlier, I, I just want to be able to get to like that that first like three to five K consistently. Um I hear you. So, so do you
0: believe in what you're saying? Or do you feel like there's a, a part that's insincere? Or do you feel like this is who I authentically am when I'm showing up?
4: No, I feel like I'm. I've I have been super authentic, and that's what a lot of people are responding well to. That are liking and and commenting on my on my stuff on um, on Facebook, particularly. I get tons more reach on Facebook. So, no, I, I definitely think that I'm like being very vulnerable and open and and authentically myself.
0: Yeah, I think the the sweet spot with authenticity, you know, vulnerability. Is you have to ensure that you're not undermining your authority. You know, you know, do you know what I mean
4: by that? Um, no. Could you explain a little bit more?
0: Yeah, you don't want to expose chinks in your armor because at the end of the day, they're looking for a weight loss coach. You know, I had to be very careful with this myself, and it was a struggle because I wear my heart on my sleeve, and and personally, like I'm the kind of guy that likes to share you know, what's going on. But like, if you're going through something traumatic, you know, people don't care. <laughs> Sadly, you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that say, oh, but they resonated with it. They can, of course they did because they went through it too. But at the end of the day, by the way, if anyone's got to go at 10 o'clock, that's totally cool. Team coaches, anyone's got to leave. That's cool. I am, um, I've got some extra time. So I'm going to wrap up these questions. So stick around if you still have a question. But what they're looking for, and I, when I look at your page, Um, It says weight loss coach to single fathers. I coach single dads 35 plus to lose the beer gut and see abs for the first time. So that's what you should be talking about 90% of the time. That's it. Like that's all you should be talking about, but it's not even crystal clear, like how much weight loss that you're doing. So I would really get crystal clear on how much weight you help these single fathers lose and in what time frame. Because it's not clear what your expertise is. If you can stay hyper-focused on what your expertise is and just show up for those dads that need to lose the beer gut, and that's it, yeah. you're going to start to capture more attention. Um, And I would probably, just like when you're showing up serving people, like it shouldn't come across as desperate at all. So yeah. I hope that that's helps. Huge. But yeah, lay off. No, think- they kind of just shift away from like, when you're first starting a brand, like people, re- vulnerability, you know, I, I know I do it, but it's more because I've been doing it for 17 years already. Like I already have a following. Like I've built my, I've built a following of people that kind of expect me to share like a bit of personal stuff, family stuff, because it's just how I've shown up for so long. But when you're first starting, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Um, nobody really gives a crap. They, all they care about are their problems. They don't care that you just broke up with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, that you're going through a me- mega divorce. Like they don't care. Um, they just want to get, they want to lose their gut so they can show up with a flat stomach for the next hot date that they got. Like they're single dads. It's very likely they're on Bumble. It's very likely they're on Tinder. It's very likely that they're trying to meet a girl at the church. Like you know, they're trying to meet somebody right now. So your content has to be around like those thoughts like I don't look good enough. Nobody's going to want to, you know, date me again. Okay. I need to look good for this first date that I'm going on. Here's how you get in shape. You know, here's how you show up. Like your content needs to be geared to the mindset of a single dad who's exhausted and wants to get his fitness back intact. That's it. Nothing else.
4: Perfect. That, That makes so much sense. Appreciate it. Awesome.
5: So I had a quick question. Um, I was going to do a challenge for Valentine's Day. And I was wondering if doing like a lose four pounds in four days would resonate more than doing like
0: just like a a 14 day challenge. Lose four pounds in four days? I would make it like lose 10 pounds in four days. Do something hardcore. I don't know if I could deliver on that promise though. Figure out how to do something more compelling than four pounds. People can do that on their own. It's got to be, um, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, then position it to like, you know, again, ask, ask your people, what do you guys want most? What's most important to you? Um, what's most important to you in the next seven days and find out if there's like, Oh, someone might just tell you, I mean, think about it. if I'm going on a date. All right. I'm thinking about the shirt I want to wear. There's this this is black fitted shirt that I got up in my closet, and I look freaking good. And I just want that. Like I do not want to sit down and I don't want my gut. To, like, I don't want any like I don't want to like sit there and like lax and like, oh shit, I gotta sit up. Like I want that stomach tight. So it's like the four-day stomach tightener challenge, you know, just in time for your Valentine's Day outfit. Like you just gotta think, like remember what's relevant to them right now. And how are they, what do they think their problem is? They think their problem is I'm not, you know, excuse me, but like they're thinking I'm on a date. What is the guy thinking about on a date for the most part, he's thinking about hopefully, you know, a bonus session after dinner, but he's got to look a certain way. Like you got to just go to like their desires. Remember like marketing is being able to communicate to people's desires. And to kids, they what your solution is that will way. solve what they think is their problem. They think their problem is that they're not going to get any action on Valentine's Day because they look a certain way. So your solution is you're gonna. It's a four day stomach tightener. It's like that's how like that's marketing. When when you're marketing, great marketing is just constantly solving relevant problems for people. Are you guys feeling this? Like when you just kind of get out of your way, you try stop trying to make it slick and fancy. And it's just like, what are people's problems right now? And you just learn how to communicate to the problem that is relevant right now in their life. You're going to become a badass marketer. And that's that. that's the simple level of focus that you need. That's why I'm trying to like paint more of a visual purpose or a picture for you guys. The dude that wants to get laid on Valentine's Day. It's like, just think like that guy and you're gonna get people that, that's how does he freaking know that I need my stomach to be tighter on Valentine's Day because I know you want to get laid. That's, that's that's how I know. Genius. That's genius. So let me ask you a quick question. I'm doing a lovebird challenge,
5: so it's almost like for couples, and I'm specifically marketing this towards couples as well. Uh, how would I market it towards a couple then? In in a similar man. base? It's
0: too hard. I don't know, man. It's tough to do too much. You know, just simplify. Simplify. Help a guy look good in a t-shirt. You know, like, I don't know. Figure out, like, you just, again, think about, ask your people, just do exactly what I said and create a solution. (laughs) Create a solution that is relevant to them right now. You got to, this is like, this is, this is marketing. It's not hard but it requires you to just like almost like make it simple. Yeah, I definitely got to do a little bit
5: of thinking on this to make it simple and yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, that was helpful.
0: Okay, Michael, the Dimitri, we'll call it a day. Cool. Um, thanks Vince for everything so far. Uh, my question is I have some women, like partners of the guys in our program. Um, how do I leverage their wins um, with like the, in the marketing? Who's
3: win? Do I just
5: so I have women who are like yeah. the partners of um, the guys in my program,
0: and also a couple have just like reached out. Um, how do I leverage their wins and like results? So the partners are doing the program too. Yeah, just get screenshots. Okay, um, or um, ask if you can interview them, or ask, hey, can you send me in a video testimonial? It would be the same way um here's the result now do you want to attract more like what are you trying to do trying to say that the guys partners are getting results as well too um i had nothing specific just more social proof i guess yeah then just like, talk about that you don't even you don't even have to ask and what i would do is i would just say hey we got these three wins i want to share a win of so-and-so and um not only did he win but his partner won and look what she sent me as well let's do that okay thank yeah.
6: you uh dimitri Hey, Vinny, how are you? Thanks thanks for an amazing call. I always love listening to these calls and just learning from the questions. My question is, we're bringing back um, for our studio a bring your partner in for seven days challenge for Valentine's Day, it always worked really well. And you know me, I'm a husband guy and I always promote, I'm looking for the men who wants to become a better father, better leader, protector. For my online for Valentine's Day, do you think I should stick to only putting a message out to men or you knowing me and, Knowing that I'm that that guy, and I'm and me and my wife are always training we promoting healthy lifestyle, should I add in if you want to come with your wife or if you want to start a program with your wife, would you suggest the same intro as you, s- you said for the last question
0: yeah i mean what do what do they feel their problem is? Are they coming to you and asking, telling you I'm not a good dad, I want to be a better dad, or are they coming to you and they want no, to have better sex, sex with their Sad wife guys what, what are they asking God. what are they you see what I'm saying? Like, you got to get out of like what you want to do for them. Like, I would love to help all you guys, you know, become, you know, avoid the mistakes that I've made, you know, in my personal life. But, like, that's not why you hired me. You want to get to 20K right. months consistently. You got right. go to go back. The to just sell- They're not okay. coming to you to learn how to be a great dad. They're coming to the gym so that they can, you know, you know there's specific things that they want to be more attractive focus on that okay yeah i slowly
6: get turned away sometimes because i'm doing co-ed in one part of my life so this is only men so i got to keep saying focus on only men because it makes it more singular like you said one goal one promise one solution yeah yeah all right
0: all right thanks brother okay guys great work um who was able to fill that out by the way we're looking forward to seeing you all in toronto if you haven't got registered yet um AJ, has everybody got the link to do that and book their hotel? Yep. Go to the uh, what's coming in February post. We always pin that in the beginning of the month inside of the Facebook groups. If you're in Six Figure Coach, we've got a special deal coming for you soon. So look out for some communication on how you guys can get registered and save your seat. We're saving some spots exclusively for you guys. So Tommy, not yet. Since you're in Six Figure Coach, look out for some communication from me. Uh, Hopefully by this Friday, you guys will get a whole page on what to expect for the event and how to get registered. 7FM, the registration is already open. Just go to the Facebook group and the What's Coming in February post that's pinned to the group. Perfect. All right, guys. Have an amazing day. Have the best day of your life. The way you do that is become the best version of you today, and you will have the best day of your life. All right, that's all we can focus on. Let's do it. Talk to you all soon. Ciao, ciao.